<laughs> yes, right. we're going now. It is too late for you. Too no. late for me. Actually, I don't even think I got you cracking open uh, that particular beverage that you are having right now. Could have uh, been but the perfect opener. I'm so sorry. Anyway, welcome everyone to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I'm joined by Bob, who is currently <laughs> readjusting his microphone. Yes, I. Yeah. <laughs> and there you've got his classic catchphrase. <laughs> All that's out of the way, and we can start on talking about comic books. So Do I sound? Am I quiet? Shit, you are quiet as hell. Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm going to turn you up. Huh. Dude, turn me up, man. Is that you? Freedom. That was someone outside. Oh, can I? Yeah, I think you're better. Uh, yeah, it sounds yeah, better in that my. That sounds much better. Sounds now. better in my cans. Actually, you sound better too. Oh, enough. it makes everything better. You know, a rising tide uh, sinks all ships, or some shit. Um, all right, let's see. <laughs> sounds, sounds a thing. effective. Sounds like a thing my dad would say <laughs> when talking about the navy. Perfect. Uh, okay, so. We got a lot of books, so... Oh my um, god, there's so many. There's so many books this week. Uh, Let's so make a concerted effort to not tell stories. Let's try our damnedest to get through this in 60 minutes. I'm going to reserve myself two short stories. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's like 70 books, so that's there's some restraint. Uh, okay, so we have first Three Keys, a book I know literally nothing about. Three Key Friday. I don't know it. I don't know what it was. Did you read it? No. I no idea what I it is. I didn't even see it. Yeah. Is it a manga? Nope, it is an image comic. Is it under T? It's under T for three. Oh, that's why. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah. So I have no idea. That's why I have no idea what it is. Three keys. It's the best comic of the week. <laughs> Probably. Uh, A X E Avengers X's E Men. Uh, Star Fox number one. Mm. Yeah, Star Fox. He does a barrel roll. That's great. Uh, there's one with X-Men in it. Those are great, too. Yeah. We love those. They're Xing it out. Yeah. Uh, there's a an absolute edition for Doomsday Clock, which is super rad. Hmm. Uh, and only $125. A for those of you price. who don't care about money. Um, hmm. And we also have a book that I actually kind of took a little spin through because it has a name that made me want to read it. Uh, this is a trade. It's from the same company that does, it's from Flying Eye Comics, so it's the same people that bring you Hilda, which is a great comic. Hmm. Um, this is, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Alcato and the Turnip Child. <laughs> it's really fun, and it's silly, and it's a great kid's book, and it has that same flavor as like a Hilda comic where it's sort of... It reminds me of uh, Little O'Tick or something, uh, if you're a fan of the crazy stop-motion stylings of uh, that guy. Hmm. Uh, it's cool. You, you went over my head on that one. Uh, he did uh, He did Alice. Uh, what is his name? I, do, I, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You worked at Videoport. I did, how, but how I don't do remember. There were the, thousands of the titles. The Brothers Quay? Is oh, it, you're talking it, about The Brothers Quay. Is it The Brothers Quay? No, They're it's the not. ones that did those weird freaky stop-motion yeah, animations. Yeah, they did, but it's not him. It's the other one. Well, I don't know. Oh, well, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we got on. some Avatar figures. We've got some Pokemon models, some good stuff, and mm. we have Basilisk, number 12. 
a comic that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. We have Batman 128, a comic that I didn't read. Oh, man. It's good. But not only is it good, the backup is drawn by Leo Mon- Leonardo uh, Romero. No, oh. Leonardo Romero, who I really like. And it's all about Zer. It's the origin. It's like Chip Zdarsky's origin of Zer and our Batman. Nice. That's great. So really good art. And also, just like the whole story is is good. It's It was it was probably the best Zdarsky issue yet. Oh, wow. That's, that's very exciting. enjoyed it a lot. I will read that. Uh, Batman can night watch. That's like a all ages kid yeah. kid Batman. Yep. Fun, cute, whatever. Whatever. Uh, we've got the most expensive tiny hardcover you'll ever see in your life. Hmm. It's a library bound comic, and it is the Long Halloween Haunted Night. It's slightly oversized, and somehow they charge fifty dollars for it. I literally don't understand how. Wait, so it's like a tiny v- version of the Long Halloween. No, it's the it's the one that came after the Long Halloween. Oh, dark. Well, it's the prequel called Haunted Night. Haunted. Oh, that's the one that Okay, so Haunted Night, that's the um when they had they had three stories in Legends of the Dark Knight before right. they did Long Halloween and that's those, yes. I think. Yes, that is the prequel. Yes. Yes. Year. They released it afterwards, but yeah. But it um, came out first. Word, uh Black Adam, the Justice Society Files, Doctor Fate number 1. I actually read it. It's not bad. Hmm. I mean, if it's you want a, a Dr. Fate comic. Yeah, exactly. It's. It, I mean, it's kind of, man, whatever. We're not wasting time talking about <laughs> stuff. It's not bad. I will say that. Cool. Uh, we've got the trade for Black Hammer Reborn, uh, Ooh. volume seven, or it's Reborn part three, Black Hammer part seven. I apologize. Uh, British Paranormal Society, time out of mind. From I, the Mignolaverse. Mign- Mignolaverse. Mig- Mignoliaverse. Filet Mignolaverse. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Captain America, the Sentinel of Liberty, number five. Featuring the debut of five dumb named villains. Uh, <laughs> it's actually, it's probably fine if you're into Captain America, but man, do those villains have stupid names. I can't wait. One of them is called The Machine, and they are going to rage against it. Nice. Good. They need to. Uh, we've got one of them fun uh, YA slash teen uh graphic novels which is the constantine distorted illusions trade hmm. looks cool cool uh we have some D stuff we got the idols idols of the realm dragons of storm wreck isle they're weird little like two-dimensional acrylic figures they're kind of awesome two-dimensional figures yeah they're they're like just basically laser cut uh pieces of acrylic that stand up like old school like things that you would get in a board game Hmm. But they have really nice illustrations on them, so they oh, look cool. cool. Neat. Um, and they don't take up as much space as a regular figure because they're flat. I uh, like that. Dark Crisis on Infinite Dark Earths, Dark <laughs> Number Five. I mean, it's fine. I actually don't hate this uh, series. I did at first. The first issue was really bad, but it's kind of it's picked up. I finally had someone contact me who was like, "Wait, I think I'm missing some issues. What happened to Dark Crisis?" And I was like. Oh, it's renamed Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. And they were like, oh, I got lost. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you rename a series midstream. Well, the one thing I will say that they renamed it, 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 it was a dumb idea. They shouldn't have done it. Yes. But they did rename it Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths with the issue where they brought back the Infinite Earths. True. So thematically it does work although i don't know why they would have held that back but anyway whatever it's it's fine this one i did not read and it was the one that i was actually very excited about this week uh that would be dark (laughs) crisis the deadly green Mm. one shot 
Was it good? It was good. The, you know, the art was kind of inconsistent, but like still good. And it's like more of us. I mean, obviously it's a swamp thing. Um, yeah. Adjacent. Uh, but it, it dovetails into the regular issue that came out. So, wow. Uh, I define. This is one that I did not give enough time to because it was a little more verbose than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dark Ride. Mm-hmm. I'm actually very excited about this one. It looked really fun, but it was a little too there. Were, it was a little too wordy for me to get through it. It did not grab quickly. me, but it was well put together i made my way through it it's basically satanic disney yeah. it's like <laughs> yes. like imagine if disney was just made satan stuff and then all of the disney stuff was satan stuff which you know i mean probably isn't that hard to imagine hey <laughs> uh dead lucky number three i didn't read it but i like the design of the character in it yeah Dinosaur Sanctuary Volume 1 uh, manga. Pretty awesome. All right. We got a Dragon Ball Z complete box set for Whoa. 200 bucks. It's Is got it? so many friggin'. It's so big. Have you seen the. I'm sorry, but like the. What is it? Uh, one Piece or whatever, where it's every One Piece, but it's like a bound, like it's all of them bound in one volume. <laughs> like, you like literally can't read it. It's like twenty feet tall. Yeah, and it's like literally, it's like that Garth Marenghi, uh, yeah, yeah. like that joke, but yes. it's like they actually made it. It's Amazing. a thing you can apparently or something. I don't know. I, it was. It's a real thing. It's crazy. Yeah, that series is so so epic. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Uh, this is one that I'm very excited about as well, and I have not been doing very well at reading books lately. Mm. Uh, and so in this case, we're talking about Earth Divers, uh, book one, Kill Columbus. This is by one of my favorite authors, and so I was really excited to see that he was doing something. But again, I am alone today, so I don't have, mm. I didn't really have much. <laughs> I, it took me all day to get through what we had it's to do. Really, uh... So sort of putting me on the spot because I read it and and was not super into it. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I'll check it out. It's a post-apocalyptic. Yes, uh, the 2012 uh, apocalypse actually happens as as predicted. Uh, Stephen Graham Jones is a uh, is famously a Native American horror writer. Oh, cool. So he is a you know this is going to be something that's going to be kind of a you know it's going to be of that of that world. You know, the, the postscript is kill Columbus. I can't blame them. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just, it was very, uh, like, people start getting wasted, like, like not drunk, but, like, yeah, killed yeah. Uh, very quickly. And I just, I don't know, like. Boy, I got to tell you, Stephen Graham Jones loves to fucking murder people. Yeah, a lot, a lot, there's a lot of murder. Shit. A lot of murder. Yeah. And because of that, it was just not, like, it was hard for me to kind of find my my way into it i almost like his last one my heart is a chainsaw i really loved and that's a cool title and then his one prior to that was called the only good indian and that one is like almost unforgivably cruel to its characters it's like you get through it and you're like what you how did you kill that person Mm. how did you kill this person that's what what is wrong with you (laughs) Um, and I almost didn't make it through because of that, but it is still really awesome. I highly recommend it, but more if you're a horror fan and you don't mind, uh, massive, massive, uh, dumps of like horror references. My heart is a chainsaw. Very, very reference heavy. Yeah. 
book. But I think yeah, I think you've good. talked about that in the past. That seems familiar to me for some reason. I like that title. It's it's pretty good. Uh, Spider Verse: The Edge of It. <laughs> Number five, just skirting the edge. <laughs> Spider Verse and the Edge Thereof, Volume Five. Oh, uh, the trade trade. No, no, no. It's oh, no. it's the it is the issue number five of this series. Um, it's and, worth it for that spider crazy cat oh at the end. My but God, other so than good. that, it's it so was good. there's like the fashionista Spider Man yeah. and the or Spider Person, and yeah. then the other one is Craven. Uh, the if he Craven became, is uh, like, so stupid looking. It's really stupid. <laughs> so stupid. You know what's looking. funny is you know who drew it though, Bob McCloud. Who was the anchor of the Clan of, of Clan McCloud of the anchor of Craven's Last Hunt? Oh, that's uh, cool. And it was for me. I was like, oh, that's cool. The Bob McCloud's still uh, still kicking it. Yeah. Like, and he's still delivering quality artwork. I did not yeah. like the design of the character, but uh, I did think that the artwork was uh, was quality. But that backup with the uh, oh man, that's drawn yeah, by yeah. David Lopez. <laughs> that thing is so good. It's so good. It's very fun yeah. and silly and like and very crazy cat. I didn't put that together until you said it, but yeah, it's very Oh, yeah. Crazy. I mean, it's very specifically, like, it's a 1919 newspaper right. strip yep. that comes to life, literally. Like, uh, But I love how it, like, the you you start inside the strip, and then it, like... And then it goes go, into you, the real you, world. You're looking at the pages, and then it goes into the Spider-Verse yeah. wonderfulness. Yep. Real good. That one's real good. Uh, Fangoria Volume 2, number 17, is out. We thought that Fangoria was done. They are not. And speaking of people who I like and who are horror people, Grady Hendrix has a really ridiculous article in this one. Nice. Uh, very fun. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids Origins, number one. Terrifying. Is it about Adam Bomb? He's on the cover. It does appear to be an Adam Bomb issue. Uh, I don't know what this is. I did not, try, I did not read it, but it looks like it's much more in depth than I would have gone in making a garbage well, right. kids origin comic. It's like the secret origin of ambush bug issue where they're just like the secret origin of ambush bug is we made him up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope that's what it is. It's like a whole issue of like dumb crap. And then at the end it's like secret origin as we made him up. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. What's really funny is that Chad just sent me a link to a, apparently there is a video game of there's a garbage pail kids like eight bit video game that's out right now and it looks amazing and uh there's even that's a, cool there's even a nintendo cartridge that they made that's cool did you see the video game that they are making that's going to come out like next week of millhouse his water world video game like they someone made a full, you remember the Simpsons where oh sorry I'm doing this okay, uh, no there's a Simpsons where uh, Millhouse has like forty it's like deposit forty quarters into the Waterworld okay sure video yeah, game. yeah yeah someone made that video game the Waterworld video game that why Millhouse didn't plays. they make Bonestorm instead <laughs> I think someone probably already made uh, they Bonestorm. probably somebody already made Bonestorm or no, did if they didn't the, then they can go to hell the That's... game is apparently called Kevin Costner's Waterworld and it, like <laughs> I definitely want to play it it looks funny that's great I would like to play that too it's like it's like deposit 40 quarters and then he takes two steps and dies <laughs> well I mean and that is obviously a reference to Dragon Slayer which is we all in, we all inserted 40 quarters and then died yeah. instantly the idea that somebody beat that thing in the arcade is insane <laughs> they must have spent so much money like just irresponsible amounts of money on that um gotham city year one number one yeah it's the first year gotham city it's existed. yes uh 1961 it's set in 1961 
So that <laughs> prior to that, it was just like a field. It's the first building that they ever put up. There's no yeah. street yet. You remember that one where the the Riddler <laughs> channeled was... the demon Barbatos, and there was like a demon that went back to yep. Revolutionary War times, and then Grant Morrison based all of Batman uh, his entire run with Barbatos being like the demon behind all of the that is now just 1961. That's when it started. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Tom King wrote 1961, and that's all that matters. Okay. No, it's it's Tom King. It's Phil Hester. It's a uh, Gotham City. Yeah, yeah. It stars Slam Bradley. Slam Bradley. Slam Bradley. Perfect. Th- damn it. There's a fucking story here that I want to tell, but I can't for time sake and probably because who knows <laughs> if Sean's going to use this for something. Oh. But there's a there's a thing with old Gotham that Sean was talking about, and then we shot the shit about for hours and hours. Oh. I don't think he's ever going to use it, but I can't talk about it because it probably will be fucking something that he'll be pissed about that he <laughs> that got out. Ask Tristan next time you're in the store. Yeah, exactly. Tell I'll tell you. I'll tell you the the crazy thing. It'll be a bonus episode only uh, for you. <laughs> okay, we got so Neca has gone totally batshit with uh, gremlins. <laughs> yeah, and so we have six new carded mogwais. Oh, I saw them. So good. Uh, there's the the horrifying one that's the first reveal. They're all the the Gremlins two ones. Mm. So there's the first reveal of that totally insane cartoon Daffy Duck one named Daffy <laughs> that just shows up. Uh, there's the the evil one. There's the the punk rock one. Um, there's one called Lenny, and he's just kind of the doofy one. <laughs> he's good at like buck teeth and just kind of <laughs> looks dumb. It's great. And then there's the evil Mohawk one. So good. I'm a huge fan of this, that they've done so much of this stuff. So check it out. Come in and look at those. They're great. Nice. Uh, the Hulk, volume nine. Yeah. The, the shark. That is, <laughs> it jumped. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, so issue nine of the Hulk, I, I'm not paying attention anymore. I mean, they lost. I tried really they, hard. I, I, I stuck with it for like six issues, but like really they lost me yeah. when he turned into a spaceship. It, like, I'm just sorry. It's just stupid. No, it really, it kind of was. I, I really wanted to enjoy that concept. Yeah. And I just didn't. So, yeah, they, you know, they tried something. It's fine. I'll look forward to the, the next reboot. Yep. Uh, Image 30th Anniversary Anthology, number 6 of 12. Mm. Let's get the pro on the cover. Yeah, the beginning of a pro serial. Whoa. 20 years later. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, And if you don't know what that is, go look it up. Uh, Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor, number 5. I flipped through it. It's a comic. Uh, The Yurowski Library. Uh Yodorowski. Uh, that would be the saga of Alana Diasamante. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Uh, but Joe Hill's Reign has come out in hardcover. It's a comic I didn't like. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Joker Deluxe Edition hardcover is a comic that I did like by uh, Lee Bermejo. Probably huh. one of the last Bermejo books that I loved. Hmm. Um, I still like it, but that was probably the last one that I loved. Uh, the Joker, the man who stopped laughing. I bought it, and I bought it specifically for the second story, because it's Franco Villa and it's Joker trying to date Power Girl. Oh, nice! <laughs> I okay. don't know why. I just thought it was like dumb enough and good enough art that I was like, I'm sure, getting this one. Why not? Uh, hey, look at this! It's everybody's favorite, not uh, not GI robot, <laughs> Junkyard Joe. Uh, this is fantastic. Yeah. It's really good. 
If you re- did, you read it? I gave it a skim. Yeah, it looked good. I actually read it. It's good. It's real good. It's like the best GI robot comic that's been that's ever, the that's thing. ever made. It's it's better than right. anything Kaniger ever did. Sorry, that's what like, I, was I mean, thinking. I should whatever. It's not the same, but it's like it's. No, it's not. It the does same a thing, different thing, but it and does. I love GI. Ro- I love yeah, GI yeah. Robot. But this is, I mean, this is clearly he wanted to write a he wanted to write a GI Robot story, and then decided to just not give it to DC. Yeah, you know, and he made a character that looks exactly like GI Robot. Oh yeah, no, and I mean the story is exactly like GI I Robot. Mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's honestly weird that he can get away with it. It's <laughs> sort of. It's like it's at the point where like sometimes you're like, "Oh, look, it's Ultraman." Okay, sure. He's not Superman, but he's Ultra, yeah, you know, or Supreme, Supreme yeah. is a good example. And it's like, "Okay, that you changed it up enough that it's an homage. There's nothing changed. This is no, just GI Robot." Is, the only thing that's different is the guy he hangs out with is black and a cartoonist and not a werewolf. No, the GI Robot hung out with them, but like in the GI Robot solo stories, yes. he had like a a buddy. Remember the guy that tried to give him mouth to mouth? Yes, an amazing. Oh god, I love it. One of the best panels in all of comics in all history. All of comics history. Yeah. I, because my see, I, and and I'm sorry, but like my secret uh, theory is that uh, the GI Robot story is actually all about reactive attachment disorder, oh. and that the guy who hangs out with him definitely has it and that uh oh. Kaniger had some experience with that I'm, on some oh, level oh 100 percent. yeah yeah, yeah. That, that totally makes sense um okay just beyond horror at happy landings Ooh. that is another one of those rl stein graphic novels roll stein uh we have a book called kaya number one coming out from uh image comics and that is a beautiful cover for the b cover the Kirby variant, the Huge Kirby style variant, fan, yeah. uh, done by someone named Craig. I don't know. Wes Craig, it, who did West the, Craig. he wrote and drew this. He's oh. the artist of Deadly Class. Yeah, this um, is so cool. It's like, great. The, the I've been looking forward so to this good. comic for a while, and uh, I, I definitely brought this one home. It's cool. It's, it's a post-apocalyptic, but like, in kiddie. the vein of like, I mean, it's, it's not really like super kitty. It's more like. But it's not like super violent or anything. It's a it's a girl and her younger brother, and there's like lizard people, and there they have to cross a barren landscape and fight lizard people, and mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a yeah. gorgeous book, and I have been looking forward to it, and it did not disappoint. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, King Spawn number fifteen is out, and here's a book that Bob forced me to read that I was really excited about afterwards. <laughs> such a Tristan book. It really is. You, you were not wrong. Uh, it's Leonide Vampire, Miracle at Crow's Head, one-shot. What a great comic. Yeah. And also, it's like, it's a one-shot, and it ends with, oh, I'll be back. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's a, it's clearly a series of one-shots. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I think it's the artist is like probably like just to like give the artist yeah. time to, you know, do it at their own pace. No, it's super good. I Sorry, I really I like it's it's very simple but it's also really clever and uh yeah it's yeah. to talk about it would give it away so uh True. read it it's great very good uh like a like a horror story with an all ages uh yeah. sense of like and that Mignola sense of like gothic whimsy yeah yeah you know? definitely definitely like it's so mignola yeah it's dark but not like gross yeah no it's like it's, it's just intentionally like intentionally oh, not gross kind of brutal yeah. 
Yeah, it's horrific in a in a more uh, cerebral ethereal way. Cerebral. Yeah. How about Mad Magazine number twenty eight? It's the seventieth and dumb year anniversary. Seventieth anniversary of Mad. Yeah. Uh, Marauders number seven is out. Um, yeah. There is. We have one of the coolest things that has come out. Like I. I love the three and three quarters line of these these Marvel figures that they've been doing. Marvel Legends has been doing these cool Kenner style little little action figures of all their of all their characters, and uh, and I was like, man, they're great. I don't want to I don't want to start collecting them because it'll get in, you know it would get out of hand. Uh, and then they released the Sentinel that is like to scale with the figures, and I was like, fuck. Where, where is that. it? I didn't I, see it. It's kind of around the corner. I'll, uh, I'll show it to you later. It's amazing. I'll put it's, it in the video. It is like, it's just one of the coolest figures I've ever seen. And they're doing this thing that uh, that NECA also started doing, where they're releasing these larger figures on like on bubble cards, but the the card behind it is super thick, so nice. it's like really rigid and doesn't like get yeah, all so fucked. It's not up, gonna get all which bent, nice. twisted. So I like it. Nice. Is what I'm saying, and I'm also saying that Mind Management Bootleg is out this week, number four. Yeah, I think it's the last one. I Jill Thompson drew it. That is correct. Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, I love Jill Thompson. Yeah. Uh, Minor Threats number two. Ah, I, I'm still uh, sticking with this one for just because it seems cool, but I haven't. I don't have anything to say because I didn't read it. Because they're a person just like you, and they've got better things to do than sit around, fuck their head, hang out with the living <laughs> dead, snort white shit up their nose. Is that what you're saying? They're that's just a minor ex- threat? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Miracle Man Zero. This it was like, you know, when they did that last week, that brigade where it was just like every page is drawn by a different artist? Mm-hmm. That's what this was like. I, I was like, huh, is this telling you what's going on? So that when the Miracle Man series comes out, it's like, no. It's just like, here's a bunch of confusing shit with pictures of Miracle Man in it. They, I, this is a 100% misfire. Can you imagine? In my can you imagine with the fucking history of Miracle Man and how convoluted and how fucked up the release schedule and how like missed issues and like six reboots that never ended, that never went anywhere. They tried over and over and over again. Imagine coming at this and being like, all right, we're going to do it right this time. We've got all the rights in, in line. We're going to finish the silver age story. Great. Yeah. Let's release something super fucking confusing right at the beginning just to erase any goodwill we had and make it really difficult for any new readers to get on board. You know, there's two uh, there's two facsimile books out this week from Marvel. Yep. And one of and them we- is not... And Miracle one of them is Man. not just like I don't. I genuinely don't know what the fuck story is with Miracle Man. Like I know the basic of the Alan Moore book, yeah. But like, I I don't know what's going on with this thing that they're going to be putting out. This is like, and they put this out, and I'm just like, what? What is this? What no, is this? This is this is the biggest misfire I've ever seen. So, yep, that's all I'll say. Uh, but. What I will say about Monkey Meat First Batch Trade Paperback Ooh. is that it is awesome. Yeah, it is. The collection of the first five issues of Monkey Meat. Yes. That uh, was a great comic. And what is less great is the Monkey Prince from DC Comics. Mm, slightly but, less great. But he's a monkey, and hey, who doesn't love monkeys? Now he's fighting with Aquaman. Yeah, he was. 
So he's kind of an aqua monkey, which is great. Yes. Uh, who doesn't love an aqua monkey? Um, what else is here? Some other comics, probably. Uh huh. Perhaps yes. multiversity, There's teen justice. So many fucking comics <laughs> that literally I accidentally clicked on one of these, and I was like scrolling, scrolling, uh, scrolling, no, scrolling. No, no. Where the fuck am I? Yeah. Um. Okay. No, we talked about that one. Jesus, this is insanity. Uh, okay, yes, Multiversity Teen Justice. Yeah. It's a comic. <laughs> sure is. Uh, my First Escape Game came out this, wor- this week. There are two things out this week. I'll talk about them both at the same time. There's My First Escape Game and My Junior Role Playing Game. <laughs> and they are these two little box games that are just card-based. And they're super smart. They're for little kids. Oh, cool. And it's essentially... This is an escape room that works for like a five to eight kind of year old kind of world. Yeah. Like so, you, like you could play it with a young kid. And it's like this is how an escape room works, but it's played with cards. So cool. it's like you try to figure out how to get out of the room. And the role playing game is the same deal. It's like you're just teaching a kid what D and D rules are with a really simple little card game. Nice. It's really cool. Like, I think this is a really great idea, and I'm super behind it, and it's only $10 for each of the games. Ooh. Super smart. Love it. Um, My Hero Academia graphic novel volume 32 is out. The Nancy Drew Omnibus volume 1 is out from Dynamite. Collecting Uh. all three of those Nancy Drew series. Ooh, I gotta tell my wife. She might want that. She would be excited about that. There's a Naruto manga box set which is the second one in the series. Uh, Those things are so enormous. There is also Narwhalicorn and Jelly, (laughs) book seven. Yes, there have been seven Narwhalicorn and Jelly books. I'm sorry. Uh, New Fantastic Four number five is out. Yep. And... Here's an interesting one. You were you were sold on this one. I was less sold on this. I mean, I wasn't sold enough to bring it home. Okay, I just thought enough. it was pretty good. It is pretty good. Uh, Night of the Ghoul number one. This was a this is a cool thing. If you like Francavia, you got Francavia art. Yeah, I think that's what made I mean, it good. That's that is the like, selling point. It is a pastiche. I should I would say of two movies. It is a combination of the movie Demons and the movie Popcorn. So the idea of the forbidden film that you're not supposed to watch from Popcorn, where they watch it and then the theater gets possessed, Hmm. uh, where everything burned down and there was this one reel and there was this forbidden film. And Hmm. that's from that. And then sort of the idea of the film that lives and has a a demonic presence inside it, sort of from Demons. Uh, It's sort of those two things combined with a 1920s movie aesthetic. And and the idea of the the ghoul being kind of like an uber monster that creates all other monsters. Yes, which is actually I thought the cleverest. That's I do like that part where it's like he the ghoul creates a sickness and then the sickness inspires the vampire or the whatever monster it is so that like every monster that's that's created is like essentially like you know like one of those things like like from myth when like someone's blood falls on the ground and then it becomes the centaur or whatever yep one of them deal but i thought it was good and the art was really good nice We've got Ordinary Gods number nine, mm. a comic book that no one cares about. Uh, Poison Ivy number five is out. 
a comic book that people care about because it has pretty covers. Yeah, it has Poison Ivy and Batman on a road trip to fight the Floronic Man, which I was like, okay. why am I not getting this comic? Huh. But oh, I, that's kind I, of a, I'm that's also kind of a winner. not getting the comic, but I do like the <laughs> idea of that's it. That's good. All right, I'm into it. Like a buddy journey, like a like a uh, what, sorry, Thelma and Louise, but with like <laughs> instead of Harley and Ivy, it's Batman and and Ivy. Nice, I'm into that. Uh, we've got uh, Power Rangers trade paperback volume four, and we have another winner this week, uh, which is one that you know. Listen, <laughs> uh, am I am I bitter that it bumped Rad Wraith from <laughs> Chris's schedule because he needed to do something? Yes, I am, but. I did like this concept. It's a very Hellraiser kind of idea. There's this dude who's... It, it's really funny because uh, this is similar to a, a Hellraiser reboot that I pitched to Dabari, but I pitched it after he started work on this. So oh, like weird. long after it was done. So there's no way that it influenced it at all. I, when he said, hold on to that thought at the end of the conversation, I was like, wait... Are we gonna get a deal? I think he meant no, no. I think we. I think I just wrote a comic. It's very similar <laughs> to that concept, uh, but it's really cool. It's this. Uh, it's this dude. Revolvers? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, revolvers. Sorry. Uh, it is. It is a Christian Dabari uh, comic book written by some guy who I don't know. I did not. It's a Top Cow comic book, and it's, it's drawn by Dabari. Yeah. All the stuff that Dabari does is like the like from one of the editors at like one of the editors at top cow really likes him but the right. guy's name is zor platin which is fucking badass <laughs> sounds like a z-u-u-r Zool. yeah he's i mean that's amazing yeah that is a fucking eastern european magician if i ever heard one um so very cool uh but yeah it's it's very much like a like a hellraiser with uh with guns let's just say Sure. Um, and we don't really know what the whole point of the thing is yet. Yeah, they don't give out the the, the whole bag of tricks in the first <laughs> issue. But also, uh, the fact that Dabari's never been put on a fucking Hellraiser comic is a shame. Yeah, he, he's kind of born to it. He was he was made. There's a real Cenobite-y flavor to... Yes. And it's like, and it's a very creative Cenobite. It's not a derivative Cenobite flavor to any of this stuff. It's all, all of his stuff. Yeah, I think really, more visuals. Yeah, yeah. Like more, well, in, I don't know. It's just more like. More insectile. Yeah, there's like some skinned people. Yes, there's definitely I guess that's that. what really draws it for me. Yeah. Uh, what about Rogue Sun number seven? It's a comic book. It is. What about Savage Avengers number six? It's a comic book. But it's got, uh, it's got toxin 2099 in it okay it also has anti-venom oh is oh i guess that's anti-venom 2099 sorry yeah i don't know why i've honestly i started reading it and i on like the third page i just put it down perfect is where i was at god i mean i just don't like the team yeah there's nothing like i'm not a huge deathlock fan i do like cloak and dagger but they look weird uh, anti-venom does nothing for me. Nope. Um, that stupid fucking Wolver Hulk sucks. Yeah, I hate that guy. Ugh. Like, I probably hate him more than anyone. Ugh. Stupid Wolver Hulk. Weapon. Hulk Vereen, whatever he is. Whatever, yeah. Well, he's Weapon H. Weapon H. Get it? Because he's a Hulk. He should be called Weapon Dumb. 
Yeah, got him. <laughs> weapon, weapon, dumb. What about weapon, weapon, butt. big, big, <laughs> fatty, dumb, <laughs> dumb. Fans. Sorry, I shouldn't body shame the. Don't Wolver body Hulk. shame poor Wolver Hulk. Uh, what about She Hulk Volume One, Jen again? Uh, is that the new series? It is. Yeah, I like the, the new series. Rainbow Roll series, Rainbow which is very Roll. good. Uh, Shock Shop Number Two. Oh man, that Stoko cover is so good. I love flip. I love the flip book deal yeah. with it. I just yeah, yeah, it's it's a comic. It is. Um, it's I, a flip comic. It's it's weird because I like the I like the wraparound better than I like the interior. You know what I mean? Like I really enjoy the stuff with the spooky comic shop, mm. and I'm like, I kind of wanted this to be about the spooky comic shop. Yeah, totally. It's it, uh, like when I get to the when I get to the the Tales from the Crypt story, I'm like, meh, that's okay. But man, this fucking crazy lady in the <laughs> Cthulhu-ridden comic yeah. store is pretty cool. Totes. Uh, Shudder number seven. Shudder's great. It is great. Uh, we also have a comic book called Sirens Gate. Oh, did you read it? I sure did. Holy fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My letterer would shoot himself in the face if he saw this comic. Oh, I, 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 like, I have no words for this fucking comic. Like, the thing that's funny is that I know someone who I guarantee will buy this comic. Oh, and yeah, I can't yeah. wait, like, till he posts pictures of it online. No, it's, the thing is that this is a very specific style of book. That is probably somebody's jam, and I don't want to. I don't want to definitely get mad somebody's at anybody. jam. Uh, my only critique, really, is like because stylistically, this is what it is, and it it aims at a very specific audience and in a very specific way. And I think it nails what it's going for. Uh, what I <laughs> the one valley, right? <laughs> but what I will say is that that fucking lettering can suck a dick. Oh, the lettering is terrible. It and is, there's also, it's like, doesn't it have like no word bubbles? It's unabashedly like, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. Like, it's just like, like wrote the dialogue. Written in, dialogue in, in, and in a like paint. with drop shadow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's bad not, it is. news. This is, or with I, a stroke. Like without, it's got like a stroke around all the letters. It's, oh, it's rough, man. Without, without further uh, risking of being like that, that dickhead who's judgmental about stuff, this is just not a comic for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also not for not, me either. Almost, almost not a comic. <laughs> it is definitely almost <laughs> not a comic. Uh, but hey, a comic can be so many different things. I mean, you know... Who am you, I to judge? You can even have a Spider-Man in a comic book, mm, from what could. I hear. You could have a Spider-Man, you could have a Man-Spider, you could have a Scarlet Spider. I mean, in this particular instance, you have a Dan Slott writing a Spider-Man. Oh, I which see. Which is the end of the Spider-Verse storyline. Yeah, because we did Spider-Verse before this, and King Spawn, I wasn't prepared for it, because I'm not. following visually along at, on the shelf. But yes, Spider-Man, number one, Dan Slott, Mark Bagley. Yep. It's cool. Uh, this is weird because... It is. It's a Spider-Verse comic. I mean, sure, there's all sorts of weird stuff. They add in some extra horror for, you know, th some extra danger to the to the world uh, that goes beyond just being killed, which I thought was an interesting twist. Yeah. There's, there's a twist where now you're no longer just killed. You're erased from continuity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that everything was, you've done in your life and all of your friends no longer exist. Yeah, yeah. All of your like, relationships are wiped from the from history. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... The thing that bothered me was that there was... 
this is like there's a 10 page fight that like is infuriatingly long <laughs> and it's like like i don't know it's too long i still thought long. it was good i no, enjoyed it um i would call it fine I am a fan of the Spider-Verse books, so I Me thought too. this was good. Um, it's not, it is not as good as the original Spider-Verse by a long shot. No. But, um, it's not as good as the film Spider-Verse. No, which is, no, no. I mean, but come on. That's the mark. That's, that's, that's the that's watermark. possible watermark to hit. It shouldn't uh, be. But it is, it is good, and uh, it's got some interesting ideas, and the yeah. new villains are cool looking. They're flies. They're, they're fly as fuck. They're flies. Well, they're... they're wasps but uh, are they yeah oh, i thought they were flies because like said the spider to the fly i thought like that was his opposite number mm. the fly person but you would think they have that. fly eyes true they're, i mean listen they're fly guys <laughs> um no one can deny they're fly guys with fly eyes uh what about squeeze a wonderful big giant book of unspeakable horrors by jonan vasquez those are finally back in print oh, which cool. is great uh, if you love this, if you've ever been to a hot topic, they shoved one of these into your neck and jammed it up into your brain and made you memorize it. So, <laughs> uh, but it is still very fun. And Jonan Vasquez is still a fucking genius and I love it. Uh, Picard stargazer. Number two, nice. uh, a little red R2D2 whose name is R2 S H W please. He's Antoc Merrick's droid. Uh, huh? Clearly not. Uh, somebody, somebody from Rogue One. I don't know who it is. I don't remember that movie that well. I only saw it once in the theater. I've only seen it once as well. It's good. I remember liking it. Uh, Star Wars: The Mandalorian, number four. Hey, guess what? It's the same shit you've seen before, only in yeah, comic. It's form. the show in comic form. Uh, Street Angel goes to Juvie. Oh. Love Street Angel. Great comic. Yeah. My dream is to someday have a Rad Wraith crossover. I really, really, <laughs> really, really, really hope that will happen. Oh, that's cool. Because it would really work, because she's like a fucking, she's a, she's a skateboarding vigilante with superpowers. Yeah. Come on, that'd be great. Uh, anyway, uh, Superman number one. Also, then if you, if you did that, then you'd have Jim Rugg doing a cover featuring that, Rad Wraith. That certainly wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't hurt anything either. Uh, Superman number one facsimile edition. I like it. I have already read facsimiles of this comic, but I picked it up because it's just so novel. And I love the idea that the cool thing about Superman number one is that it's not unlike action. It's like all Superman. And so it's like 64 straight pages of Siegel Schuster Superman from the get-go early early stuff with this is the best Superman. The It's real good. I mean, I love my I love my Silver Age Superman, but this is the best Superman. <laughs> I want so desperately to erase all of these bubbles and to not read anything about this and to try and draw the story from memory. Like just to try and like look at the look at the pages and just draw write the story out. Oh, write the story okay. <laughs> because it is so it's so crazy when you look at the panels. It looks like Stardust the Wizard. <laughs> like it's really cuckoo bananas to look at this stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so far gone down the cultural zeitgeist, like so far away from its origins that it is again without the words. That story is incomprehensible. It's so weird. It seems so janky. Like, because they were writing for kids. And so they were just like, 
we'll go from here to here to here to here to here. That's eh, fine. It does have the uh, infamous. I thought you might be interested in learning. I know that you killed Jack Kennedy. <laughs> this is the guy that gets murdered. His name Jack Kennedy. God damn it! Prescient. Too prescient. Uh, speaking of prescient, Survival Street number three. Yeah. Told the future. <laughs> the Muppets. Muppets. Uh, sort of Asriel number three. Mm-hmm. It's a book. Uh, that Texas blood. Ooh, that Texas blood. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. sugar. Let me tell you about that Texas blood. <laughs> oh, it is delicious. Child. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. The world without love. That is the subtitle. I don't know I don't why. Care what they say, I won't <laughs> stay in a world without love. I, I guess. I, I mean, I, I guess it pertains to this tombstone story that's going on. In this well, story. he is broken up with. I mean, I guess. Yeah, it is kind of weird because, like, yes, he is separated from Mary Jane because of some nebulous thing that he. Yeah. They won't tell us what he fucking did, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know that I'd name the whole trade that, but I wouldn't either. Uh, call anyway. it Tombstone beats the shit out of yes. the Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Tombstone locks Spider-Man in a truck and beats the crap out of him, and uh, they don't cop out and have him heal. Like next panel, he's yeah, just yeah. he's fucked he's up just for a while. All fucked up, and like his mask looks lumpy. <laughs> yeah, every time you see it him, was- he looks lumpy under the mask because his face is so broken. Yeah, Jr. Junior so can draw good. a lumpy ass Spider Man. <laughs> he sure can. Um, yeah, another great thing that's not a comic but uh, pretty delightful is uh, a little game called Throw Throw Avocado. It is a... It sounds cute. It is adorable. There's a little cartoony avocado that goes with it. It's also... There's also a throw-throw burrito game, and you can combine the two of them to make a third game somehow. Uh, We have both of those things, and they're amazing. And it's done by the oatmeal, so obviously it's cute and silly and whatever. Nice. Uh, I like it. And it's got two little squishy burritos and two little squishy avocados. Um time before time number 17 is out and i'm gonna belch there we go uh (laughs) now we've both done that during this podcast excellent the thing that got me kicked off the air when i was at whoopi uh whoopi uh w u p i in presque isle i had a punk rock show when i was like 12 years old And he burped uh, and, and I belched the on the air and some dumbass old lady was like, there was offensive content. I was listening. I heard it. Why were you listening to my fucking skate rock show? <laughs> I was playing fucking doggy style and McRad on a like at 10 o'clock at night in Presque Isle. Oh my some God. dumbass old lady was such a morality police that she felt like she had to listen to the whole thing just to catch us doing something and then you burped and that was it and she was like that's it i think it was that and i think i also played a song with the word fuck in it Uh, but i think the burping was bad the thing that's so weird about that having just gone through a similar uh more of a close call (laughs) although it could have definitely cost me my show um is that it's not swearing 
it's someone complaining about you swearing. Right. Absolutely. That's like, the problem. It's not that you swore. It's right. that someone was offended by it. And yep. it's just this crapshoot of like, <laughs> was someone listening and was and that person yep. a complete asshole? And the answer is, sometimes in northern Maine, there's some dumb church lady who has nothing left in her life but to ruin (laughs) things for other people. Uh, That sucks. And that is why... And that's why no one knew who Dag Nasty was in Presque Isle, Maine in 1991. That is true. That is is why Dog Eat Dog never got got played in Presque Isle, Maine again. Actually, that's probably not true because there was a there was probably the coolest person I've ever met in my life uh, who God, I hope he doesn't hear this, but he was basically one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. And then turned out to be the biggest loser I've ever met in my life. It's it's that thing where you're like, I worship the ground. This guy walks on. He wore like this fucking torn, ragged sex pistol shirt. And he went by Mick Venom as his name on air. I was like, this guy's the fucking coolest person I've ever met. Wow. Like, brought in his stacks of, like, suicidal records and shit to play on his radio show. Oh, my God. And then, like, go to his house and it's, like, full of weird shit, like, weird DVDs or, at the time, weird VHS that nobody would seen before. Yeah. He had a creepy brother that lived in the basement and grew weed. Like, <laughs> but, like, he was just kind of a sad slacker that lived in this apartment by himself in northern Maine and, like, it was kind of run down and he had a shitty job and it was like, oh... As much as I love this, this is also kind of sad at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's like... There's that thing of, like, the cool people you knew who kind of, like, are still there, you know? That's just kind of, like, still listening to the same records, still, like... And I I know that me. (laughs) But you listen to new stuff, too. I do, I do. But... I mean, I still have records that I listen to, but I mean, like... Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about people that never stopped listening to that the yeah, yeah. same three records like and they're it's yeah. 30 years later and they're yeah. still listening to that those two records fair enough anyway i mean you will probably hear walk among us played in the store <laughs> like if you're here i'm here every you're... week and while i do hear some repeaters yeah. there's always something that comes out new or that like i'm like like today it was like oh you're playing fu manchu that's cool <laughs> you weren't playing that last week that's true uh yeah I actually have... You know what I've thought about doing? I think I need to do that. I think I need to add that to the fucking newsletter, and I always forget to. Uh, just, like, a little a little thing that's like, these are the things that we're playing in the store. Yeah. This is, like, a little... Like, the, this is part of the playlist of what's going on in the store, because yeah. there are a couple of great bands that I've found. There's a band called Chat Pile <laughs> that I'm now a fucking huge fan of. They sound like a combination of, like, Big Black and maybe Godflesh. <laughs> like, oh, wow. They're crazy. Right. It's a fun band. I, I mean, both of those bands are uber serious. <laughs> yeah, These say. guys are also uber serious. They have that kind of idols kind of vibe where they're like, I'm really saying something very important and you need to be listening to me right now, which I love about the idols, but also sometimes kind of drives me insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's if cool. you were if you were like that to someone, you know I would hate you. Oh, <laughs> just uh, uh, that's my idol's impersonation. That's good. Um. Anyway, guess what, guys? What the turtles are back? Oh yeah, and in pog form. <laughs> 
Just kidding. They're not in pog form. They're in comic book form this time. They're heroes in the half shell and they're green. And this is awesome. This is a thing that has never been done before, oddly. Yeah. Um, because Except for when Archie did it. Well, I was going to say, because Archie Comics is Archie Comics. Like, that is an Archie Comics version of this. This is a this is a version of the TV show, which the Archie Comics, if you've ever read the Archie Comics, are not the TV show. All right. They're crazy as fuck. Uh, Steve Levine was involved in those, and so they had, they were just batshit. <laughs> I had some of them when I was like I, I did go through a turtles phase uh, when I was in high school. Yeah, and I had some of those because uh, those were the ones I could get. Yeah, those are the ones that weren't a billion closest, dollars. Well, no, because the closest comic store to me was an oh, hour away, so like I got the ones that I could get at the newsstand, and that yep. was the Archie ones. I mean, some of those Archies are really fun, and like, and like I said, our friend Steve did a bunch of those, and he's the colorist on this, hmm. you know, which is cool. Uh, and he basically is only on this first one, unfortunately. We he came in and visited this week, which was nice. nice. I haven't seen Steve in forever, huh. uh, but he was like, "Yeah, they're just they want me to do stuff like on the spur of the moment," and I'm like, "Dude, I don't need to do that shit anymore." <laughs> like. I'm not at a point where, where you know, I'm going to stress myself out and get sick because you're like, you're going to give me two days to finish a, an entire book because you're slow with getting me pages. Fuck that. Nice. <laughs> I don't need this shit. Yeah. He's like, I'll just draw a fucking cow lick and people will give me money. Nice. Um, which is true. A uh, cow lick? <laughs> that's one of Steve's original characters. Oh, Do you remember yeah. Cowlick? He's the fucking no. he's a giant mad ball of a cow that lives in the sky from one of those really <laughs> weird stories. I don't remember it. Yes, he is he, him and Sergeant Bananas is another one <laughs> of do, Steve's. I remember Sergeant Bananas sort of. <laughs> but probably not from when it was in the comic, but just like from hearing about it somewhere yep. or whatever. Just like check out this crazy shit. <laughs> check out this crazy shit. Uh, but yes, it is really cool. It's it is less a. It's done in the style of the cartoon. It is really well illustrated, and it is also more of a version of the uh, the Turtles video game done into a. Ah. Because they go into virtual reality and then, you know, and then they fight a bunch of stuff and then there's a bunch of homages to the video game series, which is fun. So, I liked it. If you're a turtle fan, you're gonna buy it because it's, it's like perfect. It's it's just a no brainer for them to make this. Mm. Here's one. Did you check out Unbreakable Red Sonya? I didn't. Although I think I meant to, but forgot to pick it up because there was something about it that I was like, I should look at this, but I didn't. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. Yeah. I, I don't think I did. I. I was like, did I accidentally Did I buy it? it? No, I don't think you did. <laughs> okay, good. Um, but I am curious because that last one was really good. Uh, the Invincible or in, Indefatigable. Or <laughs> indefatigable in- Red Sonia, <laughs> yes. She cannot get tired. Uh, incalculable Red Sonia. Um, inculcated Red Sonia. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, those are things. Undiscovered Country is a comic book that is still coming out for one reason or another. Walking Dead number 48 is out this week. And last but not least, bum, bum, X-Men bum. Red number 7. Yeah. A tie-in to the Ax. Avengers Xing Eternalsman. Axing. Yep. 
Uh, yep, the story Axe. of the creation of Axe Body Spray as told by uh, Toad, the <laughs> <laughs> from the Brotherhood of Evil it's Mutants. Toad, uh, <laughs> Druig, and uh, and um, it needs to be more Arnie. You know where where the hell did he go? Arnie, Artie, Artie, Artie. Artie. Oh yeah, is he a mutant though? Well, I mean he. I think he is. He is. Which wait? Yeah, what the fuck happened to Artie? Isn't Artie the one that takes away mutants' powers? No, that's Leech. But oh, it's, Leech, Leech and Artie hung out. They hung out together. What was, what Artie, was Artie? No, ability? Artie like was the one that talked in word balloons with pictures in them. Oh man, and he was psychic or something. Yeah. And he like, he, but he like he would. It was like literally like the screwball right. kind of yeah, like yeah. you know if he was thinking that like if he was saying that it would just be a picture of a screw and a picture yeah. of a ball. Like I don't I don't what the fuck was Ar- Artie's deal? I don't know. Yeah, I don't just always his deal. needing to be rescued. Certainly there was that. Although, but that's pretty much the plot of Exterminators, which was one of my favorites back in the day. Yeah, Bogdanov. and the new Exterminators. Also a favorite. It's good. You know, the only thing about that one that really bothered me, why is Dazzler hanging out with them? She's like twice their age. <laughs> Dazzler is like Cyclops's age. Uh, because, why is she hanging out with teenagers? Because they're all the same age now because they've all died at the same time and been brought back. Did they come back younger? I thought they came back at the same age they were when they it died. It doesn't matter because they're all immortal now. I just think it doesn't really reflect very well upon Dazzler's maturity. No, probably not. I mean, she's been in the music industry for so long. Oh, she stunted. Is, yeah, she probably she's has stunted. some Arrested Development issues. Yes, she did that tour with Arrested Development, and they had issues. <laughs> yes, I remember that. They uh, were like, can you take off those roller skates and can <laughs> it with the disco lights? It's not 1979. Uh, and yeah. in continuity, you weren't even alive then. And you weren't even supposed to be a white lady. You were supposed to be Grace Jones, for fuck's sake. No way. Is that true? That is true. Whoa. D- have you not heard that story? I've never heard that story, no. That's crazy. I knew that Dazzler was Now I'm starting to, to wonder if it's some sort of apocryphal story, but huh. the story that I had heard was that Marvel had set up Grace Jones to be Dazzler, and she was going to literally be Dazzler. She was going to play stadiums as Dazzler. Huh. She I... was going to be a superhero that existed in the real world and played disco music and was on fucking roller skates. And that is the story that I'd heard. Interesting. The story that just kind of fell through because Grace Jones is a fucking lunatic. She is a lunatic, but amazing. Uh, She's an amazing lunatic, but you know, she nearly killed Dolph Lundgren. So you can't have that. (laughs) She came at Dolph Lundgren with two kitchen knives and that's why they broke up. That's pretty cool. Uh, no, that what I read about Dazzler was that it was a Casablanca Records thing that they were yeah. like so like Kiss's label, yeah, yeah, and that they were developing it with them. But I never read anything about Grace Jones. Interesting. I'm gonna have to research this. Yeah, I hope I haven't put spurious information out in a podcast form. But oh my I'm, god, who who would who, who would who would forgive us? I mean, <laughs> that's just not a thing that happens in the world. No, definitely not. All right. Anyway, uh, that is all. We did it. We made it in under an hour. Yeah, we re- we made a concerted everyone. effort to do so, and we stuck with our plan. Wow, stuck the landing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can follow us at Coast City Comics on Instagram. You can follow us at Um Actually Comics. Um, 
And you can buy things from CoastCityComics.com, which is a thing that I would really appreciate you doing. You should definitely do that. And also follow me at Dollar Binge if you haven't already, but I think everybody who listens to it probably does. You should definitely do that as well. Um, And that's about it. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.